Okay. Here we go. Admit all. Admit all. <laughs> there we go. There's everybody. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. Good to see you. Admit all. Can everybody hear okay? Yeah, uh, yes. Super, super, super. Um, wonderful. So we're just going to go ahead and get started here. Welcome to um, Zenful Conversations. This is our first one this year. We haven't had one this year. So thanks so much for joining. For information on future guest speakers and our many Zoom offerings, please visit zenfulconversations.com. My name is Zen Jen Brown. I'm your host. And we're here today with our guest speaker, Kristen Lang. Kristen, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. Awesome. Let me give you a little bit of information about Kristen. Kristen Lang Creator, a creative. Kristen Lang Creative, mentor, muse, and guide. Kristen creates a safe and sacred space for women to be seen, heard, and held. She offers one-on-one -on -one coaching, classes, and private groups. Dream groups are a place where women explore the potential of our night dreams in a small group setting. The focus is on learning how to remember, record, and understand your dreams, symbols, and archetypes. You'll learn how, to, how group projective dream work can help you see and understand your dreams in a way you may not have been able to see yourself. You learn how to offer insights in a way that feels supportive, explorative, and most helpful to the dreamer and understand the positive side of night that nightmares can sometimes bring. Kristen's been a dream worker for the past 30 years. She says dreams are the most, one of the most fun and exciting things to talk about. Dreams hold so much potential and the possibilities are literally endless. Kristen, thanks again. Thanks again for being here today with us. Thank you. Yeah. So yeah. um yeah, hello everybody. Thanks for showing up. I'm I'm excited to um yeah, talk about this subject that is just one of my passions and I hope that um through after this that you're also inspired to maybe learn a little bit more about dreams or dig a little bit more into dreams um or maybe consider sharing your dreams in a small group. Um so I'll just let you know I I started dreams really how I got into dream work was when I was in my, I would say late teen years and the beginning of my twenties, I had recurring nightmares. And when I was in California, I lived in California at the time, I came across somebody who was a dream work teacher. And I thought, you know, I want to learn about this and see what's going on with these nightmares. And, um, and that was sort of the the beginning of you know this long journey I've had of recording my dreams pretty much for the most part since my early twenties. And um, I'll have you know my nightmare did transform after learning how to do this work. So that was really cool to to be able to witness as well. Um, so I've had a couple of really amazing teachers um, along the way. And I facilitated um, a dream group in my local community that went for three years straight until COVID hit. And then we, we kind of disbanded. And now I'm offering some dream groups online for the first time. So, um, yeah, I, you know, I feel like the dreams hold so much potential for us. And I think it's an underutilized tool like a spiritual tool we have and it's a free resource <laughs> that we can access so you know we we all we all sleep a lot I think you know it's like when it breaks down it's like a third of our life we spend in sleep so why not be able to learn how to utilize that time right in a way that is not only something we can learn about or benefit from but it's fun I mean, and I know that nightmares are, I, this comes up a lot that a lot of people can be hesitant to get into dream work or share their dreams, um, but we all have nightmares and nightmares are part of the deal. And so I'll talk a little bit about that later, but um, I, yeah, so that, that's part of the reason why I just think it's worthwhile. And, uh, you know, a lot of people don't know, but there are many um, examples of 
inventions and things throughout history that we um, don't realize have come from dreams. And one of those is the sewing machine. So the guy who invented the sewing machine got that directly from a dream. He figured out how to actually make the needle with a hole on the end uh, because he had a dream about um, uh, indigenous, you know, group of people coming to kill him with spears. And that's what sparked this idea. The spear had a hole on the end. And um, I know that Einstein had dreams that um, directly were related to some of his work. And even Salvador Dali, one of his paintings directly from a dream. So, and there's lots more examples. Um, Wow. And even even through ancient history, I mean, dreams, um, one of my teachers said, which I thought was so cool, is that dreams are one of the oldest spiritual conversations that we have ever had. And if you think back to some of these old, like ancient Greece and Mesopotamia, people then had dream temples and and dream oracles where they actually valued the dream enough that people would travel to do ceremony and come to these temples to um, seek advice from dream oracles. So um, there's a lot of power there. And, that's really cool. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's what was my my quest. My my question was uh, my interest is in the dreams and our intuition, how they how they relate to our intuition, or is this guidance? Is it what what is it? <laughs> well, yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, really, one way to look at dreams is that, um, you know, the dream content is largely it's coming from our own unconscious. And so you can kind of think of dreams as um, we're having a conversation with ourselves. You know, really, it's a it's a it's like a little a window into you know, our soul and what's happening. And so when we're willing to look, um, it's, it's, it's like us informing ourselves, right? Of things that are important, um, health concerns, all kinds of information can come through dreaming. That's beautiful, actually. It's a really good tool. Sounds, sounds like right up our alley. There's a lot of ladies on here tonight. So let me just ask right away. Does anybody have any questions that they'd like to ask? Do they have them already? in their pocket ready to go. Anybody yeah. yet? Okay. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Open up the mic and take it. Go for it. Just unmute yourself and go ahead. All right, Kimberly. Hi there. I am so interested. <clears throat> is it me, Kimberly? It is Kim. Yep. Okay. Um I have a I have a few questions that are I don't know, kind of weird, <laughs> but um, my first question is what, what about dream catchers? Yeah, you know, um, things like dream catchers, I think are great. I think any tools that we have um, to help us be in the mindset of, you know, that dreams are important to us, that we actually want our dreams to come, that we want to work with them. I think they're great to use. You know, some people do other things like work with messages under their pillows or little, you know, crystals or things to help them remember in the nighttime. There's, you know, I could talk more about like nighttime practices, um, but yeah. Okay. Uh, my other question is, I've had dreams before where I've heard voices of loved ones. And is that a visitation or is that a dream? Yeah, good question. <laughs> um, I wouldn't be able to say for sure in your experience, but I know for many people, and it has also been my experience, um, that visitations happen really frequency, frequently with our loved ones who've crossed over. It's very common to get that kind of reassuring dream or them mm -hmm. to, to, yeah, and I've had that experience too. And um, for me, there's always like, a, when I wake up from a dream like that, it always just feels a little extra special. Like there's just a feeling that comes with it. Mm -hmm almost a knowing and and to me those are those are visitations yeah okay so you can't really a... say which which that was for you but no. uh you get to pick then right right <laughs> you get to choose 
And then I have a question okay. about if you have pregnancy dreams, if you have dreams that you're naked, if you have dreams that that uh, people are dying that don't actually die. What, what's all that? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I'll just say this, there are many levels and many layers to dreaming, but for the most part, our dreams speak to us in the language of symbols, of metaphor, of archetype, of synchronicity. So just because we have a dream that somebody dies doesn't mean that that's what's happening. It often is, it's symbolic. So that is a language of dreams. Um, and, and a lot of people, we, we want to take them literally often, but most of the time that's not what's happening. And that's part of learning how to work with your dream. You know, what is this representing? What does death mean to me? What does it represent? Okay. Great, great That's questions, Kim. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. Wonderful questions. Michelle. Um, yes. Yeah, so I'm um, going to be turning 60. And as a child, uh, I dreamt a lot. And throughout my entire life, I've been a very big dreamer. Uh, and I was so super excited. I had this on my calendar, like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited to listen to this. I can't <laughs> tell you how happy that makes me. Um, I think I always normally remember my dreams. Um, I do have a very strong intuition. And I think sometimes I've in the past have had dreams that have come true in some respect and a lot of unsettling uh, dreams that, um, you know, takes me two or three hours to get myself back to like being normal for the day. And I guess my question is, um, sometimes I, I dream so crazily that I think, oh my gosh, am I really crazy? And I wake up and think, wow, where did that come from? And they're just so off the wall. Um, and a lot of times I have tried to figure out, you know, certain ways of, I see why that happened. I talked to that person, that type of thing. And I guess it just, it's hard for me to not figure them out. So I guess my question is, how do you do you document, do you um, like symbolic type things? I guess, I guess I need to learn more about them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, I mean, I could go over some of the, like the basic tips I would have to, if you if you wanted to have more of a, a committed sort of dream practice to try to understand your dreams. Um, so one of the things, I mean, the very first thing is, um, deciding that dreams are you want that they're important and that you want them and I think there's there's you know that step of just sort of making that commitment and saying it out loud um just reinforces it right and and it helps wire our brain for it right if we're saying out loud I want to remember my dream during the day before bed trying when you wake up to remember okay that, that's what I'm doing I'm trying to remember my dream the second thing would be to definitely have some kind of way you're going to record it. So the easiest thing is a pad of paper and a pencil right next to your bed. And some people, you know, if you wake up in the middle of the night, it's a little hard. You don't want to turn your light on and fully wake up. Um, you could have a little flashlight. Some people even buy pens with a flashlight on the tip. And some people just want to record them like into a phone or a recording device. Um, but that is the very best way. It's like building a new muscle. And, and developing this relationship with our with our dreaming world. And um, so the more we get into the habit of it, the more dreams we'll have, the more dreams we'll remember. And um, yeah, and I would just say what I do, and I know I think what a lot of people do is, you know, when you first wake up, one of the ways that I have found to, because dreams are very fleeting, often they just, they go like it's a wisp and if we it, they're hard to catch and so one of the ways I have found to um hang on to them when those first images come is to remain still to even try not to open your eyes for me as soon as we start shifting and moving it's like we activate different parts of our brain and then it's easier for the dreams to just go away but if you remain still remember your intention and as soon as, even if it's just a word or a fragment or an image, 
then write it down, just write a couple of key words. And later you can go back and usually just writing one sentence or a few key words will trigger the whole dream later. And then you can write it down in detail. And at that point, when you're ready to really record like uh, as much of the dream as you can, write it in the first person as if it's happening and don't leave anything out. Don't try to figure it out and interpret it, just write. And then later you can go back and start to, you know, pick it apart, um, look at the symbols. And um, the thing I'll just say about symbols is, you know, there's a lot of books out there that tell us what dream images and dream symbols mean. And I tend to not use them. And I tend to tell people, I don't recommend that you use those at first, because if, if I dream of a snake, the snake might mean something very specific to me and it might be different to you. So we all kind of have our own symbols and associations with certain things. And you can almost create your own book of symbols, right? And meanings. So, and that will help you as you start to try to decipher and question and get curious, you know, why is this dream coming to me right now? Is that helpful? Um, yeah, I, I think for the most part, I, I mostly always remember my dreams. Um, mm. And I have a lot of friends that don't dream. And so I feel sort of like, I feel bad that they don't dream um, because I have continuous dreams. And um, I guess, and I, obviously I'll probably be in one, in one of your groups so I can get a little more detailed. So I don't want to take up everybody's time. So I'll probably think of something later. No, I think that's awesome, Michelle. Um, you know, um, it sounds like there's a very healthy activity going on there is not, not Kristen. Um, do you think, feel like that too? Because she has so many dreams and she remembers them so much and very active, very active. Yeah, I mean, it sounds to me like you are an active dreamer and you have been. So it's, it's really wired in you to remember. Um, and the thing I'll just say is that we all dream. It's just a matter of whether we remember or not. And so people who don't feel like they don't dream or really have never remembered a dream, I have seen it happen many times that when you commit and you do these simple things and you do them regularly, it, it doesn't take long. Within a week, sometimes days, a dream will come and you'll start remembering. Mm. Awesome. That's great. Thank you so much for sharing, Michelle. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Um, does anybody else have a question they'd like to ask at the moment? Maria? No? No? I, I have. Florida, go ahead. Hi. I was just uh, curious as to whether or not uh, you have heard of techniques that some people advocate to try to communicate with others in their dream, like try to make an intention before you go to sleep. If you don't get along with somebody, for instance, and try to say to yourself, uh, in my dreams, I want to communicate to this person and either persuade them or dissuade them. Have you heard of that? Or is that totally off the wall, totally something new? <laughs> nothing is off the wall <laughs> there's many yeah. possibilities and there's many ways to work with your dreams so you know kind of I think what you're talking about one technique um, is called dream incubation and so it might be a little bit different than what you're talking about but it's the idea that when you go to sleep you can either ask a question so you have something on your mind, you're wanting an answer to something. And it may say, maybe it's about a relationship. You want, you know, how, how's the best way for me to handle this, for example? You can go to sleep with that intention. You can even write your intention on a piece of paper and put it under your pillow. And in the morning, you're trying to seek, you know, what guidance came from your dreams. So it, it's similar. Um, you can create all kinds of intentions, you know. I worked with somebody where we, um, I did a whole course with this really cool man, Ian Wilson, and we trained ourselves to have very specific kinds of dreams, dream genres. <laughs> so even, you know, one week it would be working on sensory information. So I would, you know, intend that I want to feel the sun and feel the wind in my dreams and things like that. So it sounds like you're working in a relationship, at, you know, aspect, and you can certainly ask for guidance for sure from your dream. 
All right. Wow. So you could train your dreams. You're saying we can train our dreams? Yeah. You know, this particular um, teacher that I worked with um, really was teaching people. He, he's a, he has this website called Dreaming for Gamers. And um, his thing was gaming. And so people would train themselves to actually dream in specific genres like That's gaming. So interesting. Just, yeah. And I'm, I'm not a gamer, but um, we did, you know, work and try to, if, if you think of it, um, what we take in during the day, um, whether it's through media, through visual, visually, through conversations, um, and all of our past history, those are all elements that play out through our dreams. So, um, it's it's really like yeah it's fascinating we can actually train our um our dreams so for example i don't often have dreams where i read clearly and i wanted to try to experience what it would be like to read in a dream and so i would practice it so so part of what this is is practicing it through the day right trying to wire it in and having that intention of maybe a few times during the day or the week and sure enough you know, it started to happen in the dream. So it was really fun. That is fascinating. You know, so yeah, because everything that happens is recorded by our subconscious. Um, and there is the, the last year, ladies, some most of these ladies are in uh, part of my other group. We talked about uh, the law of attraction and how you would think about things the night before. So your subconscious mind could work on it mm -hmm. overnight and we would wake up with, that much ahead of the game, let's just say. Uh, so that's really part of it. Then your whole, your whole, uh, that's so interesting. Yes, I'm, I'm interested in this group idea as well, mm -hmm. as well. Fascinating. Great, uh, great question, Lourdes. Did that answer that for you? Yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you so much. Maria. I, I was just going to say that, um, they, they asked the questions I was going to ask. <laughs> so <Yeah>. I'm all set. <laughs> I'm all set. <laughs> yeah, I think because uh, there was some questions sent in from people that did not make it. And I think think we've answered some of those as well. Um, okay, well, thanks, Maria. Anything you, anything at all, just go ahead and pop on if you decide to say anything else. Thanks for being here. Does anybody else have anything they'd like to ask at the moment? Um, all right, well, let me see. There's a few questions uh, from that were submitted from people that weren't able to attend. They will watch the replay link and be able to get their answer here. So at what point does a dream become a nightmare <laughs> is one of the questions. Yeah, that's a really interesting question. You know, I think that really depends on the dreamer, you know, because um, you know, generally what we think of a nightmare is something that is not comfortable, something that's scary or quite disturbing, and that may even wake us out of our sleep. Um, but what might be a nightmare to me might not be to somebody else, right? And wow. so that that really is, I think, would be dependent um, on, on the person. But I'll, I'll say this since we're on the subject of nightmares, because it does come up a lot. And I feel um, as though many people I've talked to, they're hesitant to work with their dreams because of nightmares. And some, some of us are plagued with really horrific nightmares that can last for you know years. And um, in my experience, when we learn how to work with the dreams, we can actually turn to these scary figures or scary symbols that show up in our dream and we can get courage in our dream to actually turn and face these characters and inquire of them why are you here what are you here to show me because we we, we you know we have to remember it's it's um symbolic it's metaphoric a lot of times these are archetypal images and dreams you know, I really believe that our dreams do come in the service of health and wholeness, even the scary ones. And so um, usually when what I've learned is that our subconscious 
when it's trying to poke at us and say, hey, you need to pay attention to something and we ignore it and we ignore it, it turns the volume up. And often that will come in the form of a nightmare to get our attention. You know, there's something here maybe that you need to pay attention to. And when I've done that in my dream, it has changed. The figures change. They go from scary to really sweet. You know, they, they, they want to be acknowledged and there's a very, very powerful um, practice to be able to face your nightmare and get some information. It's pretty interesting to realize that you can direct the dream a little bit. Uh, I can't say for me, I really don't. I'm one of those people that don't really remember my dreams. I'm, I'm aware that we supposedly have them multiple throughout the night, but I don't I don't really remember them very infrequently do I remember them, but I will wake up with a full plan for my next workshop or something like that. I'm like thinking I'm working all night. <laughs> I come up, okay, perfect. This is exactly what I'm going to be doing, you know, so uh, I get visions, um, but that, that I just loving this whole idea. That's great. Let me go on to a couple more. Um, how much does your daily how much does your daily events play a role in your dreams is another yeah, question. So, me. you know, our, our daily events and all the things we are taking, you know, participating in, taking in, like I said before, they do, um, they play out in our dreams, right? That you might get a dream and, and often dreams never make sense. They never seem to make sense. You know, you'll go from, you know, riding on a train to like, you know, being a, in a shop buying food to, you know, it, it, it switches. But if you start to pay attention, you can parse out those pieces that like, oh, right. I had a conversation about this the other day. And, and there I see that part showed up. And when you can start to parse out our day-to-day -day stuff that's just filtering through, then you can kind of get to more of the meat of, of the unconscious stuff that's trying to come through, if that makes sense. Pretty sweet, pretty sweet. Um, just a couple more, let's mm -hmm. see. Um, do you tend to dream more when you are tired or well-rested? Hmm. You know, I think um, when we have better sleep, we have a better chance of, um, going through the proper sleep cycles and in those deep restful places to have um, proper dreaming. Um, that's not uh, to say people who wake up throughout the night aren't dreaming and aren't remembering because they also do. Um, but this just reminds me of something I wanted to mention. I think that having a good bedtime ritual um, <laughs> is a good setup for better chance of remembering our dream and so you know I notice for me that often when I go to bed and I'm just so busy right up until I climb in bed and my head hits that pillow and I just fall asleep I tend to forget my intentions I forget to repeat you know I want to remember my dream and just reinforce that to myself so even taking five minutes or you know however many minutes before bed to kind of get settled you know turn your screens off create a good environment for your sleep. And then, like I said, remind yourself that you want to dream, that you want to remember, make sure you've got a recording device. Um, you're going to have a lot better chance of remembering that dream in the morning. Boy, isn't that the truth right there? Us taking that sacred pause to just breathe for a minute and remembering what we're here for. Um, I've heard that you dream every night, but I don't remember anything why. And that was one of them. And me too. Maybe um, because we're not really sleeping. We're not letting ourselves get to that dream state. Yeah. And, you know, also just maybe ask yourself the question, how much are you actually thinking about it? Because when you shine your light, that light of awareness on dreaming um, and you do it habitually and you make it a practice, before long, those dreams start coming. I've noticed that, but whatever it is we practice, wherever we put our energy to, exactly. it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. And what I really love about it is there's no right or wrong way to practice. You know, so it's a, it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> Anybody can do it. You know, I literally like that. One more question on those questions from the, uh, from people that sent in repressed feelings. Do they come up in dreams? 
Yeah, sure. I mean, I think all kinds of things can come up in our dreams. Yeah. Past yeah. traumas, feelings, um, you know, things that um, our psyche maybe wants to, you know, help us work through. Mm, right, right, right. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So anybody else have any questions? And go ahead, Maria. I have one I thought of what about when you were um sleeping in walking in your sleep or talking in your sleep? Is that just a manifestation of the dream? Because you know, I you'll be dreaming something and you're actually physically are are doing it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Some people do have that experience. Um, you know, yeah. they yeah, it's interesting. Um, I'm not, I don't have experience with that myself. I've never done that to my knowledge. <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, some people, um, so we'll get up and they'll be still in that dream state, but moving around. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'll just mention something because this, this does come up for people. Um, there is something called um, sleep paralysis. And what that is, is so when we go to sleep and we're on that verge, that liminal space in between wake and sleep, there's something that happens where our body actually goes into paralysis. We're just generally not aware of it because most of us aren't staying conscious and aware that long. We, we fall asleep, our consciousness, um, but our body goes into paralysis to protect us during the night. <laughs> so that for that exact reason, you know, when we're flailing and kicking and we don't want to be, our body doesn't need to be acting that out. So our body goes into like a mini paralysis and sometimes what happens is people are awake and aware during that phase. And that can feel like a very scary thing because it's it's not typical. It's not usual. And so um, if you just become aware of it, that this can happen, you can either break out of it or some people actually use that time knowing it's just a natural part of the sleep cycle they actually can use that time to go into a lucid dream, which is being fully awake and aware in your dream. And so I just wanted to mention that because sleepwalking and night terrors and those kinds of things and sleep paralysis can be um, something that people are really quite afraid of. Um, but if we learn, like, again, if we just learn a little bit about it and learn how to work with it, we can use it to our advantage. Right. So the lucid dreaming, how do you, are you familiar with um, yoga nidra? Yes. So what is, what would be the difference there? Do you know? Well, I know that, um, you know, so in yoga nidra and the Tibetan dream yoga practices, it is um, some people with dreaming, they use that practice um, to basically be be fully awake and conscious through the entire phase of the sleep cycle right into your dreaming so that your body falls asleep, but your mind stays awake. And therefore you just would enter right into a lucid dream where you're fully awake and aware that you're dreaming and you have full um, consciousness in your dream. I think the yoga nidra practice from what I know is uh, training deep, um, conscious relaxation and awareness but some people do marry that into dream work yeah i'm gonna have to check into the lucid dreaming a little bit more uh we are familiar with yoga nidra um mm -hmm. and we astral travel even but um the lucid dreaming i want to check in a little bit more yeah like i said we're definitely i'm definitely gonna do the, the group with you uh does that answer your question maria yeah. Yeah. My, my <laughs> husband will, he, he will, he's often says that he'll, and I've never done this, but he'll say he's dreaming and he'll consciously know that he's dreaming and say, Oh, this is just a dream and get out of it where I've never consciously been aware that I'm dreaming, but it's like, he's in the dream saying, Oh, this is a dream. This isn't real. And he'll get out of it. So he's much more is, is does that mean he's much more aware or conscious or intuitive? Yeah, you know what what I would say about so lucid dreaming, um, some dream practitioners will say that to be uh, in a true lucid dream, 
you have to have the awareness that you're you fully wake up in your dream and you're aware you're dreaming but there what i think of more is that there are varying states of awareness and varying states of lucidity so sometimes we have a little bit more than a regular awareness and sometimes we have like level 10 or beyond level of awareness where we can have full power we can do whatever we want we can make it rain we can make all kinds of things happen in our dream and they're all just varying degrees of awareness and and that's something that we can learn yeah we can all learn how to do that fascinating mm -hmm. fascinating yeah i remember maria one time member he did a a session yep. with us and he had a unique experience as well mm -hmm. yep he did he, yeah. yeah that was a that's an, another example mm -hmm. yeah right right fascinating Fascinating. Thanks so much for sharing. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. um, does anybody else have any questions? Uh, can you go ahead? Um, you gotta, gotta un unmute. I'm on go. um, going back hey. to the nightmares. Oh, uh, just uh, okay. We'll we'll come back to Michelle. We'll come right back to you. I think it's Wendy, right? Yes. Okay, go ahead, Wendy, and then we'll come right back to you, Michelle. No, I was just wondering in relation to what you were just talking about. Um, it, I've had um, several reoccurring dreams that happened many, many years ago, but I recognize that they were a reoccurring dream. And I can still remember them to this day. Mm -hmm. And so I'm wondering, is that kind of a, a lucid dream where you have that memory of, of something that a, a dream that reoccurs and has the same theme to it even though it's a different dream and it's a reoccurring dream because of that but i hold on to the memory of it and i can actually go back and tell you about that dream so are you having the memory of your dream inside your dream while you're dreaming no, it's a, it's it would be on a different night, but I would when have you're, it. when you're yeah in your waking state. Yeah, right. I'm not sure if that would fall into the lucid category, but I mean that's a that's just a a whole different um aspect of dreaming that can happen with recurring dreams and remembering dreams and um like I was just mentioning there's even dream déjà vu where you can be inside your dream and have a, enough awareness that you've had this dream before. So there are so many that's what i say there's so many different um things that can happen with dreaming that's why i get so excited because there's a lot of potential wow yeah yeah, yeah this could be a four-hour conversation for sure <laughs> sure could and wow. some of those yeah, dreams it made me think uh, yeah go ahead oh i just wanted to say i think it was wendy yeah that there, there are those dreams that really stay with us for years. There's something, and mm -hmm. I would say those dreams are worth, you know, examining maybe a little bit more deeply why they, they, they're so special or they stand out for us. Like I have dreams like that too, where I can, I can just remember every detail and they feel just more potent. And um, sometimes I wonder, you know, maybe there's something still there that we can glean from it. Mm-hmm. Crazy cool. Crazy Thank you. Cool. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Wendy. Michelle, please. Uh, just to go back on the um, the nightmares, I guess I, you know, a couple times a week I have very unsettling dreams, and I don't really call them nightmares because I think of a nightmare as like nightmare on you know Elm Street <laughs> or Friday the Thirteenth or that's a nightmare, um, or being pregnant at sixty. That's a nightmare. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I. I, I'm curious because you mentioned something earlier about um, what wakes you up because I'll get woken up and it and I, my heart is just pounding and I and I lay there and I calm myself down um, and try to just be really really calm because it is so unsettling. So I'm always curious of what woke me up um, in that particular unsettling dream. Is that my consciousness saying I got to get out of this dream yeah good question it could be it could be and um you know I'm not a hundred percent sure about this but what's coming to my mind is you know 
we're so we're so interwired still with our physiology because we so you might be having a racing heart in your body when you're being chased by that tiger or whatever it is <laughs> and sometimes those sensations those physiological things can also be what partly wakes and stirs our body up and sometimes our psyche just wants to get out like you said get me out of here <laughs> i've certainly had that happen as well and i think that's probably a good thing because when you wake up and you're so unsettled i'm glad i don't go back and do it because i do go back i'll dream sometimes three times a night so i do go back yeah. and dream but it's not the 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 one that's woke me up yeah you know i think this is interesting so um you know, what you just said, we typically, most people will dream up to five, six times a night, separate dreams. But there is an opportunity if you know you're waking up and even though you maybe don't want to go back into the dream, there is a possibility to re-enter the same dream. And like we were saying before, um, do that practice of trying to work with the nightmare to ask it you know, and I have had that experience. And I actually shared a dream that was written in a book um, by a woman, Dr. Claire Johnson has a great book on nightmares. And one of my nightmares, a transformative nightmare is in that book, along with many others. But that was the first time I learned how to face that fear that was in my dream. And then I watched it change. And I never had that dream come back. So there's a potential there if you're if you're up for it. <laughs> I'm joining the group. I can do that. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Wow. 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 I knew this would be an interesting conversation. I certainly knew it would be, but I didn't expect it to blow my mind. This <laughs> well, is you fun know, we're stuff. Talking, yeah, we're talking about, you know, quite a lot. And um I would bring it sort of back to basics, you know, for, for, for people out there who are already um, big dreamers or remember your dreams or recording your dreams and even working with your dreams. Um, that's great. But for most of us, we're probably starting at the beginning. And so I would just really reiterate, um, if you're interested, you know, commit to it. Try to remind yourself throughout the day that this is something that you're interested in doing. Remind yourself before you go to bed, have a pen and paper, whatever you want to record on and be patient, you know, practice for a couple of weeks, you know, you know, we'll forget. So try again the next day and be patient and um, write down, even if you feel like it's nothing, if it's just a color or a feeling or one image, write it down still. And the next day, it, you know, something more might come and Sometimes, you know, if you just had a fleeting image, you might remember more during the daytime, for example. And so I would just start with that basic practice of really trying to um, catch them first. And then, you know, learning how to work with them. There are many, like I was saying, I think at the beginning, there are many levels and layers of dreaming, but there's also many, many different ways to work with dreams. And so what I'm doing and, you know, what I kind of came to talk about and what I'll do with my dream group is teach people the value of sharing your dream with other people, because the truth is they're, they're quite hard to figure out once you have them, what the heck they're trying to say to you and what you can get from it. They're not easy. You know, we're kind of blind to our own stuff, right? Our own subconscious material. And so you kind of have a dream and you go like, what the heck? I don't, I don't know what any, any of this means. And so when we come together in a group, it's called group projective dream work, because what we end up doing is a dreamer will come with a dream and they'll share their dream. And what we do as the group to help the dreamer try to gain some insight is we project onto that person's dream by saying, if this were my dream, so that we kind of own it as now that dream's been out, it's put out into the field, now it's going through my imagination. So if really it was my dream, um, you know, the elevator going here, and this, this is what happens and how it feels to me. This is what this symbol means to me, or I'd be curious about this. 
And as we do that in a group, it often will spark an aha in the dreamer or something they hadn't thought about. And so that's why doing group work is helpful because it can be hard to work on your own in dreams. And amazing things happen when we start sharing our dream in a, in a safe, you know, trusted small group like that. And so I kind of just wanted to bring that around is this is mainly the kind of work that I'm doing with the dreams. Yeah. Uh, well, even, even, well, I mean, we've done book groups, which is nothing like dream groups, but uh, our perception on what we read or something like that gets shared. And then every, uh, you know, it, it is when it's a small group of women, it really uh, is a, just a dynamic space to start with when it's a safe space. And I liked your introduction back to your introduction. Um, you create safe and sacred space for women to be seen, heard and held. And I would say that is something I would say about myself. So um, I love that about you. Um, let me just ask, are there any final questions from anybody before we let this lovely lady go? Um, I have one more. One more? Mm -hmm. Quick one. So sure. when you dream and you wake up the next morning and your dream is in, say you read a book and you pick up your book the next morning and you're part of that dream that you've dreamt is in the book mm. or, or say it's on the news because that has happened to me for years. Some little part would be like, it's on the news and I actually dreamt it in the middle of the night. So what is, how does, what is that about? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that really kind of connects back to the intuitive part of how <laughs> uh, dreams connect us to our intuition. And, and that would fall in the realm of like a precognitive dream. So sometimes we have, you know, that pre-knowing, like the phone rings, you know who it's going to be, right? That happens to all a lot of us. Um, so the dreams can happen that way as well. You'll dream something and then it shows up in your day. It's wild. And um, I love it. And there's a lot of also just synchronicity that happens. And sometimes you just can't explain it. It's like, you know, oh, I just dreamt this. Or, you know, sometimes people share dreams and they, and they you know, people who are very close have the same exact dreams. Like, that's why I just, I get so excited about this because it's really wild. It's really cool. And it's really fun. Well, it's true because we are intuitive beings. You know, we really are. And uh, I just, I mean, this has really opened my eyes, this conversation. I, I really appreciate you coming. Michelle, thank you again for sharing and for, for asking your questions. Um, anybody else? We're okay to ask. We're okay to ask. All right, we're good. Um, Kristen, is there anything else that you'd like to say in closing here? Um, let me just think. I I think I've, you know, I um, I think I've hit all the main things I wanted to talk about. And I mean, my my hope was that this might just spark some interest um, for people to be inspired to try to practice. Um, remembering their dream. And, um, and then, you know, if that, if that gets going for you, then maybe reach out for, for guidance on how, you know, what now, what do I do with these? Um, and I think the one thing that we didn't touch on, but I'll just say is that there's an immense, um, opportunity for creativity through dreaming. I mean, you know, people have written fiction and novels, based on their dreams. Lots of people have done that. And artwork that comes from dreams and just inspired creative ideas. Um, and if you, you know, if you get really good and aware in your dreams, you can ask for those things to come into your dreams. And so I think that's another really cool aspect of dreaming. I like that. I like that. Mm -hmm. All right. Awesome. Thank you again, uh, Kristen. I, I knew it would be wonderful. And I, it, Definitely, definitely was. Kristen's website is kristenlang.ca.ca, kristenlang.ca. You can also set, I noticed you could set up a 20 minute complimentary call. You can also find her on Facebook at facebook.com slash kristenlangcreative. Um, and Kristen also offers coaching through menopause intuitive painting and more. She's really geared towards a whole, a whole wellness. And um, 
part the dreaming is part of that getting to and I think it's about our relationship with ourselves, which it's been a long time coming, our our conversation here. We've been talking for some time, you and I, about getting together. So I really appreciate that. Do check her out. The information will be sent in the email, the follow-up email tomorrow, along with the replay link. And um, Kristen will have a special offer for us, right? Uh, yeah, I, I wanted to say if anybody on this call or who listens to the recording is interested, um, I will set up, um, I'd like to set up a dream group to start in April to run for four weeks. Um, I think I said it was for, for $40. And um, um, if I had, you know, I would have to have, I would say four people minimum to make it go and a maximum of eight because any any more than that, then there's not enough time for enough sharing. So we, I do try to keep them ideally seven Um so yeah, that that would be great. Yeah. I'll put that offer out to anybody who wants it. Well, I would let's clarify it's not to anybody. Here's this replay because this replay will be going on YouTube and everywhere else. This is for all the registrants. So Sorry, anybody that signed up for this conversation. So anybody here or that receives the replay link. Um Thank you. so that yeah, yeah, because this will be going out and um on podcasts and everything but uh, I will say that I'm already interested at, because I know that $40 is a very special offer uh, that's not your normal price and um, I appreciate that so um, I'll send out that replay link to everybody tomorrow tomorrow it'll be tomorrow afternoon and um, let me know if you want to pull it together and we'll get or just maybe just mention this conversation when you connect with Kristen and she'll be able to tell where we're where we're all from uh, if we can get four we're good so I'm one so I'm in, I'm in. yeah let's do it yes. let's do it yeah if you just contact me through my um website or my emails on there uh just let me know you're on this call and then I'll get more information and we'll set we'll set a group up Okay, great. Sounds wonderful. Yes, and I'll send that out tomorrow along with all her contact information so you'll be able to do that. Any final questions or anything before we go, ladies? Thank you again. Um, first of all, Kristen, in gratitude. In gratitude, and thank you so much for, for sharing and everything. Everyone, thank you so much for coming. Thank you for supporting yeah. these conversations. Thanks for your awesome questions. Um, you guys are fantastic, and I just love you so much. And gratitude. Namaste, everyone. Thank Namaste. you. Namaste. Namaste. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you.